Hi, this is Yoko Zhu, and you're listening to Spoken Word Diaries. Out of Eloise and Lori, I think I'm most definitely the most introverted out of the two. And I didn't really tell them this, so you're hearing it for the first time, Eloise, Lori. I thought about not continuing the podcast anymore, and I might not, simply because of the fact that like, I don't feel as if I have anything interesting to offer perspective-wise. Like, I have, I'm a very normal person in the sense that, like, I don't do anything crazy. I don't, you know, have a spectacular life event that I can add my two cents and commentary on. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not, like, a public figure. So I don't have unique experiences that I can, you know, tell people. And I think everyone has unique experiences, like going to college, blah, 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 right? But I just feel like, I'm a more private person, which means, like, I'd rather tell my friends or, like, my diary (laughs) what happened today, what happened yesterday, versus, like, the very few people who are listening, simply because I might not know someone that well, and I might not be as comfortable as, like, digressing, you know, what happened or, like, what's been going on with me, just... Out of, like, I don't know. I'm not, like, an oversharer, I don't think. I don't think I overshare that much. Like, I don't overshare on social media. I'm a very private person. And that's just how I am. Simply, okay, the main reason for that is I don't like to be misjudged. I don't like someone to have an interpretation of me that's false, untrue, or just isn't accurate in their head. And I think... I'm the type of person that I want to be accurately represented whenever someone thinks of me in their mind, which I know is not always possible, and that's fucking, like, naive to think that you can be exactly as you present yourself to be in everyone's head, because, you know, you can't, but that's part of the reason why I am reluctant to continue Spoken Word Diaries. Okay, so I'm reading this book by Naomi Klein. It's called This Changes Everything, Capitalism Versus the Climate. And I'm not finished with it, but I really like it so far. It's very comprehensive. It breaks everything down super easy, like complicated issues to manageable, digestible chunks. In this book, she talks about how folks, right-wing folks and conservatives see climate action as a Trojan horse to socialism slash communism and there's this really interesting quote that i'm going to read to you it says we have not done the things that are necessary to lower emissions because those things fundamentally conflict with deregulated capitalism the reigning ideology for the entire period we have been struggling to find a way out of this crisis we are stuck because the actions that would give us the best chance of averting catastrophe and would benefit the vast majority are extremely threatening to an elite minority that has a strange hold over our economy, our political process, and most of our major media outlets. And then it also says, how could governments heavily regulate, tax, and penalize fossil fuel companies when all of such measures were being dismissed as relics of command and control communism? And how could the renewable energy sector receive the supports and protection needed to replace fossil fuels when protectionism has been made a dirty word. It's just really interesting how much capitalism 
contributes to climate change, which I know is a stupid thing to say, but I wasn't really aware of like how hand in hand it exactly was until I started like reading this book, which I recommend, even though I'm not fully finished with it, I really liked where it is so far. Anyways, I want to talk about skinny privilege and how a lot of like skinny or like naturally thin people don't really recognize that they have skinny privilege because they're just like accustomed to being treated a certain way and they don't really attribute to that like thinness but I think it's more subconscious sometimes I think people like approach you more talk to you more nicer to you when you're skinnier versus if you're like heavier right so I've been naturally skinny my entire life and I didn't like recognize it at first because I just like assume people are just decent human beings but a lot of the times people don't act like decent human beings like bare minimum even when they should just because of the way you look right i think in asian culture that mentality has been just been ingrained in society i have an 82 year old co-worker she's from thailand and she was telling me about how when she first came to america she was in her early mid-twenties. She weighed 85 pounds. 85 pounds! And she was, like, bragging about it almost, about how, like, how beautiful she looked at that time because of her thinness. And she was probably, like, about 5'2". No, not 5'2". I'm 5'2". She was a little bit taller than me at the time, she said. like So probably 5'2 or taller, about 5'3", five, 5'4". I guess around that range and basically she was saying how like she looked like the wind would blow her over and she seemed proud of this proud of the fact that like she was almost compromising her health which I'm assuming I shouldn't assume that she's unhealthy because she's skinny but 85 pounds is a pretty light weight especially if you look like you're about to blow over you know, like the way she said to me, like the way she described it to me. So in my mind, that doesn't really conjure um, healthiness. I could be completely wrong, but in my mind, that doesn't really conjure complete health. But she was like so proud of this. And in my head, I'm like, geez, ah, uh, like it's been so ingrained. Ow, fuck, fuck, my foot fell asleep. Okay, my foot fell asleep. It felt like TV static, but I'm better. From my own experience, I can recognize that beauty standards are absolutely toxic, rooted in misogyny, rooted in racism, homophobia, sexism, etc., etc., right? I can recognize that, and I'd still want to fit into the ideal because I think it's, like, linked with acceptance in a way. You objectively get treated better if you're skinny, pretty, attractive. Like, you can argue with me on this, but I believe that you get treated better when you're pretty. But I've tried so hard to become an idea of myself that I see everywhere simply out of the fact that, like, I feel I'd be more accepted by both myself and society because of that, right? I just got my eyebrows microbladed because I naturally have pretty sparse hairs. They're not, like, full at all. They're super thin. I got the microblades. I really love them. I like how they look. 
But I just think about the fact that, like, I would have no need, I would feel no need to do that if there was no beauty standard in the first place. Like, which I know is impossible. I know it's impossible that there, like, that could ever happen, right? It always gets redirected. The beauty standards don't really change that much. Like, we've changed over the years a couple bit, like, here and there, box eye trend, like, how Instagram models will want their eyes a certain way to give that ambiguous ethnic look to them, but I don't think that beauty standards change all that much. And for me personally, I feel like I have to fit into that standard before I condemn it. I can still condemn it. I'm condemning it now, but I really, really want to be part of that team. I want to be part of that club, which I think somewhat, I think everyone struggles with, you know, especially younger girls. You can think, oh yeah, I don't have to be blonde. I don't have to be thin. I don't have to have like big ass, big tits in order to be perceived as beautiful or pretty. But I think it'd be nice. It'd be easier. Not effortless. But it would be wonderful if it could be effortless. I don't know if that whole ramble made sense. But if it did, thank you for listening.